welcome back to another episode of Let's Be Real podcast. Um, you're in Berlin, away. We all knew what we were going to expect, you know. Um, they had a lot to play for, let's be honest. Uh, Union Berlin has been, uh, they have been in Europe for the, for the last three or four seasons in a row. So, we all know, right? We have discussed it uh, countless times that what they have done over the years is, is a massive testament to you know where they where they you know keep their uh, you know ideals uh, where they keep their uh, their mentality um rewind back 10 years you know they were in the fourth or fifth tile of uh, of german football so we always knew it's going to be a, a, a tough ask to go there and you know absolutely you know dominate a game or you know get a result in in the in the vein of a 3-0 you know, or a tunnel, uh, for that matter. But, um, yeah, when we had to show some, some character, we had to show some fight. We had to really dig deep to, uh, you know, find, find something, uh, from the game, uh, to be honest, because, uh, Union Berlin was pushing from the minute one from the get go. Kepa was under pressure. Um, our, our, our backline was, was, you know, like, like usual trying to find their feet, but, um, all in all, like like apart from a couple of gripes, I I, I think like we we got the job done. You know, wasn't pretty, wasn't uh, exactly easy on the eye, but um, yeah, man. Sometimes we just need to see it over the line, and we did we did just that. Um, before further ado, uh, welcome my esteemed co-hosts, um, and of course a debut on the panel for for most uh, our. Uh, a social media guy, you could you could call him that, but uh, he he's the guy who does you know all the um, all the stuff in the background, you know, especially um, regarding you know graphics for the for the page for for Twitter and all that. But yeah, man, uh, welcome finally on the podcast, bro. It's 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 been a long time coming. Um, initial thoughts, Moss. Yeah, no, thank you very much for um, giving me this opportunity as well. Um, but yeah, game was pretty. Uh, the first half was pretty dead overall. Um, second half, again, it was just like uh, if you see the results from just past 10, 15 games, most of the goals that we do score end up being in the second half anyway. Mm. So more from the team in the last half an hour. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, three goals, more goals. I think first 20 minutes or 25 minutes, Berlin barely had the ball. Speak a little louder, bro, yeah, if you can. Yeah, yeah Berlin barely had the ball for last mm. uh, first 25, 30 minutes in the first mm. half. So, yeah, I think uh, overall we shouldn't have taken some, some uh, put some, some of the players on, but I guess that's the Ancelotti ball. <laughs> There you go. Shots, shots fired uh, already. But um, yeah, man, I completely agree. You know, we could have, we could have fielded guys like Nico Paz, Gonzalo Garcia. Um, but I guess, you know, keeping, keeping the record intact. You know, going for the six out of six was 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 uh, something of an utmost priority. But Mo, man, talk to me. How how has been the night uh, so far for you and? Um, I know results elsewhere would give you more joy than what we did on the night, but uh, you, you should be happy about certain performances, 
Man, uh, I think uh, to begin with, I would like to point out that Moose has already declared for Team Farouk, you know, with shots fired against Ancelotti. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. You know, fuck that. But um, yeah, since it's Moose, I let it slide. <laughs> I didn't make it clear that I, I don't hate Ancelotti or like I, I respect him as a manager and everything he's done. Mm. But it, on occasions, not as much as Farouk, but on occasions, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> like a kid couldn't make a better decision at points, and he's like, no, I'm gonna go for it. I'm like, cool. There's nothing I can do. I can just sit here and watch. So, mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Team Farouk is well represented here, all with the you know. Uh, I, I don't hate him, but you know, I don't hate him, but yeah. So uh, you know, ignoring that, I, uh, I I kind of have to agree with you guys. You know, I was like sorely disappointed by the fact that we played our starters today because you know. Today meant nothing to us, but then uh, I, I just now found out that with this win today, uh, Ancelotti has overtaken uh, Miguel Munoz as the Real Madrid manager with the most victories in uh, Champions League football. That's mad. So, uh, so I, I guess it did mean something, and you know maybe Ancelotti was chasing that accolade. So you know, congratulations to Carletto. He deserves it completely. Uh, uh, overall, I think about the game, like I mentioned to you already, I, I was busy, so I couldn't really. Catch the first half completely. I did manage to catch a few glimpses, and I did manage to watch the second half. You know, between throwing some peaks at uh, the obviously the United Bayern game, but <laughs> you know, like uh, I, I felt we, 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 uh, the difference between the two teams. You know, looking at Union and as was the fact that we didn't really have the same intensity as them. You know, because for us this game didn't really mean anything for most of the starters. It was all about you know uh, not getting injured. I guess from the looks of it. So, uh, job done there, you know, uh, got lucky, whatever, because uh, at the halftime, I was kind of worried about Fede because there were rumors that he stayed back in the dressing room, but Ancelotti in the post-match said that uh, it was they, they had decided already that they were going to play 45-45, and he's saying everybody else was fresh and whatever. So, you know, yeah, uh, that's Ancelotti for you. So, I guess um, we considered the goals because we lacked intensity. They had that desire to go for second balls and, you know, for the 50-50 chances that Remedy probably didn't have because, you know, uh, because what the game inference was absolutely nothing. The only disappointment, like you said tonight, is the fact that uh, players like Nico Paz and, you know, maybe Gonzalo Garcia could have gotten more minutes, but Gonzalo Garcia, zero minutes, Nico Paz came at the 89th. So, yeah, we just got to take what we take, you know, the with the good comes the bad. Uh, <laughs> um, great characteristics, but then for them, you have to tolerate the bad things. For me, the good thing was the fact that I think there have been some positive signs from what I watched with Fran today because, like, you know, uh, his movement, uh, his positioning uh, uh, when he was receiving passes and everything was, like, a bit improved. His crosses were decent. So, I guess, you know, we just take that and move on. I won't be too harsh on the kid, but uh, passing under pressure still still is, is an issue with Fran. Um, I, I, would, I would just not, you know, keep my hopes up that, he regains his uh, his spot uh, in, in a left flank, but um, this was a game, you know, to throw on the people that needed some minutes uh, under their belt. You know that that was uh, very um, evident in, in Ancelotti's selection as well. You know, um, I, I hope Kepa is also along those veins because some of his, I mean, not not many, but one instance in in the was it was it in the first half or beginning of the second half where he kind of you know anticipates where the ball is going to go and again as per usual Kepa 
antiques. He just, you know, uh, oh, I, I think prematurely second half, right? Mm-hmm. Prematurely anticipates where the ball is going to go, and he attempts a dive. He could have almost missed the ball, and you know that guy, the the, the striker. I think who who was it? Um, it wasn't uh, it wasn't Walland. Um, it was Barons. the other guy. Barons, Barons, yeah, there you go. Barons was 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 an absolute nuisance throughout the night. I'm pretty sure Alaba will be coming coming off that game having nightmares of this guy. Um, he was he was an absolute uh, unit to deal with. Um, but yeah, man. Um, before we get onto the positives, because there are so many positives, right? I, I'll come to you, right, Moss, because because you would have an alternate opinion. I hope. Right. What's your what's your general what's your general opinion on Alaba? Right. Because you saw the defending for the for the first goal that we conceded wasn't great. Right. We always have had this this uh, very clear knowledge that he really can't deal with aerial balls. Right. Like his his anticipation, his 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 uh, his uh, technique of you know how to deal with balls in the air is, is, is has always been something that that you know seems seem, seems a bit lacking but in general man like w- what do you reckon like how, can he be our long term center back option no i don't, i don't think he can be mm. i mean we even bank on him to you know be our first choice center back for next two to th- two to four years even mm. and, uh, yeah, I, w- I would obviously Militao is injured, but I would always prefer the partnership partnership of Rudiger and Militao to be your mm. first. And uh, with Alaba, I think it needs to be around uh, uh, with either CDM or left back positions, or at times he can be a centre back. But yeah, I don't prefer. And playing at centre back regularly for the as a first choice. This season has been especially testing for Alaba. Mo, you had predicted this like this guy is gonna you know have his his his, his stumbles you know here and there, and uh, we all knew that, right? Like uh, when you when you talk about Alaba, we knew what we are getting, right? Like he is a good goal uh, ball progressing centre back, right? His his experience was built upon. Um, being the left back, you know, in a, in a, in a very rampant buy inside throughout, throughout the decade. But um, e- even though we quite know what we are, you know, getting into with Alaba, sometimes it just it just blows your mind how it can be so catastrophic. Yeah, I, I think uh, we knew with Alaba, you know, even the first season we talked about him, the the most highlighted fact was the you know his intangibles, his leadership, and you know those qualities. Mm. So I think uh, continuing to today, it's still like those other qualities that I think Ancelotti keeps picking him for. Because for mm-hmm. me personally, I've felt like more comfortable with Nacho than Alaba defensively uh, currently. Like, you know, till last season, maybe Alaba was better. And, you know, even this season, when we talk about it for big games, you know, we pick Alaba for his leadership and his ability to uh, handle situations, you know, handle pressure games. Uh, Nacho uh, for you know, whatever it is worth, we have never felt that with him. But I think currently, if you just go by their defensive work, uh, for me personally, I would like probably take Nacho over Alaba. But 
eventually speaking, I'll have I wouldn't really complain about it. Overall, I think uh, for me, the thing is like, I always thought that his his contract with Ramirez was for four years. Uh, I just found out today that it was a five years, not four. So I, I, I am kind of stunned like where Ramirez would go with him because after the season, I don't think Ramirez should be offering a renewal. Uh, and from the rumors that I have read, he has been pushing for one. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, to answer the question that you asked me as well about, like, where do we think with Alaba? I think we kind of like stuck with him unless, you know, Benzema manufactures an offer for him to go to Saudi. Um, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's a bit harsh, though. You know, he can do better than Saudi, right? Like, Alaba can definitely do better than Saudi. But I mean, um, the thing mm. is, like, I, I, this guy is like at a weight structure that I don't think he'll get anywhere else. You know, you'll have 100%. To, yeah, that's, that's a, a, so I, I just how much is he on again? Can you remind me? Uh, is he on 250? No, I don't really know like those numbers. I know he's at 20 million a year. Right, 20 million a year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I suck at math. So, um, yeah, well, somebody can, you know, do the like math and let us know over the week. <laughs> nobody, yeah, I'm whatever. pretty sure he's, he's nobody's going to do that. So, you know, nobody's going to give it to him. In right. Europe, he probably mm. have to go to Saudi or someplace, you know, and Saudi league is like kind of progressing. So it wouldn't be a bad idea. But I, I think Alaba. If he agrees to take a backup role, maybe it could work out with you know, especially with Nacho uh, being out of contract at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Madrid's plan with him is because, I, from what I've heard, at least one of Nacho or Lucas would be offered a renewal. So let's see what happens. Thing is, with Alaba, like, yeah, on, on paper, like, you know, you could argue that his versatility is, is going to bail him out like nine or nine out of ten times, you know, because he can be used in a plethora of positions, but. This season has been, uh, like like I mentioned before, has been really, really, you know, uh, a testing phase for him. You know, since the get-go, it has been either, you know, being being injured, you know, missing games, or when he comes on, he has his usual... Maybe it's because he just hasn't had the time to actually settle in, you know, which kind of um, feeds into his his, his, his his psyche as well, because I'm, I'm pretty sure um, I haven't played football at the professional level but you know if i miss i if i used to miss a couple of you know warm-up sessions with my mates i knew i would you know feel rusty so being at the top top level you know being out for such a long you know stop and start you know those kind of you know stuttering um you know uh involvements in games throughout the first three months of the season is going to definitely hamper his overall confidence that's expected um and Alaba, let, let's be honest, let's not kid around the block. He is a confidence defender. He is someone who thrives on, you know, his, his self-belief in, you know, um, in every aspect uh, of the game. So I'm going to give Alaba some some leeway, you know, uh, even, even though I've been very, very disappointed uh, considering his, you know, super high standards. You know, he, he's not your average Joe. He, he's not your Nicolas Sule, right? Let, let's let's be honest. He's not your Nicolas Sole. He's not your uh, Soyuncu. He's not your average defender. He, he can be so much, so much more than what he has you know showcased so far this season. And I, I'm telling you, there's so much more time um, throughout the season that that's left. You know, pivotal time that's that's going to decide where our uh, destiny lies this season. So Alaba, man, you know uh, the jury is still out. You know um, we can't really hammer home a verdict yet but on the night he was he was lacking 
and that foul uh, during uh, i think the second half you know almost uh, at the halfway line where he you know tried to pull back uh, the, the striker again I, i forget his name what was it more kevin barons kevin barons yeah kevin barons again you know like uh, almost like he gave up against someone he obviously knows he isn't that quick although you could argue that he can you know he can really you know uh, tank through you know acres of space but man uh, that just shows you know he is just lacking confidence so i'm going to just you know um give alaba uh, some some uh, i'll just say this mm. i'll just mm. say this like you know i agree with you when you say that he has earned the right you know mm. to be given mm. some time to show his qualities because i think uh, in the first season especially he was pretty brilliant for amateur you know with his intangibles with his leadership skills and everything uh last season probably with the injuries again start stop start stop this season again with the injuries you know start stop so you you definitely have a pretty, very valid point about you know players needing some a, a run of games to get back into their best because you know we've seen it with Fulham in this season so it, it, you 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 cannot say that it won't happen with Alaba maybe you know he makes us each our words but I, I i i the one point i disagree with you on is the fact about his versatility because i think whenever we have played him at left back in big games I yeah I, i i actually didn't land on that point my bad but yeah man like i've always said it pretty loud right like he can't really do a job on the left yeah, on so, the left flank yeah and and i and i think uh, mus was also talking about playing him at cdm but i think he's never played for mm-hmm. cdm at real madrid so for me I, i don't really consider him to be a defensive midfielder and mm. for the left back position as well i like i still remember the game against liverpool you know last season at anfield where mm. uh, salah like completely tore him apart but then when nacho came on uh, salah like he completely go got into nacho's pocket so mm. uh, i i am a bit iffy about you know alaba playing as a left back for real madrid there may there may be some games where you need him but i think or uh, for for the big games you'll always go with kamavinga or for lomendi you know instead of alaba so Yeah, I think you know uh, Alaba probably has to prove himself as center back if he wants to stay on Real Madrid and I think you're complete you have a completely valid point when you talk about you know him deserving a run of games to prove himself before you know we just start you know uh, deciding to play jury. <laughs> yeah. Uh let me let me get a few of the comments Jacob if you're listening and Ricardo was in the comments he was saying an okay game defensive lapses as as usual which i'm hoping we can mature on going further into the season uh, as those may cost us against more elite teams happy for hoselu 100% and hoselu needed that um ricardo was also mentioning alaba is not a natural defender by trade i have nothing against him but i hope when melitao returns alaba needs to see the bench uh, he's just too slight at times for me yeah sometimes the way he you know loses a 50-50 is just mad you know it's, it's it's hard for me to comprehend but if if you're a wing back you know who grew up who you know found his found his place in in in, in the in the top you know uh brackets of uh, of european football you know you you can maybe you know understand that um prince arthur was also in the chat big up prince uh, he was saying lucas vasquez was why we considered the first goal couldn't defend to save his life <laughs> alaba was struggling but he struggles with um uh, struggles with nacho pairing he's still a good player need to renew his contract i, I don't know man lucas vasquez i thought we all know what lucas vasquez is about and I've, in my humble opinion he had a brilliant life he was so so good for me you know uh, like 
Man, after Hasselo, I, I just have to ask you this question because you know even my commentator was saying Lucas Vasquez had a brilliant night, but like mm-hmm. whenever I saw Lucas Vasquez, he was pinging balls into the opposition defenders, so I didn't really understand like why. It's not about no, no, no. Um, I, I didn't see it, so I just want to like understand. Maybe probably because you know my attention was deviated. So uh, let's get into Vasquez then. So for me personally, like like yeah, his delivery was off. Well then, whose delivery was on point? Maybe we had like couple of good bang on crosses that that actually worked. Um, Vasquez for me completely shut out the right hand side, which I didn't expect him to. Although you know he didn't come up against the greatest wingers, you know it was Gossens. Sometimes you know whenever he went into a challenge, he just wanted a fatlessy man. Like I felt like he held his own. Um, I know it wasn't the greatest test. I I I would like to you know uh, reinstate, but Vasquez for me was was one of the better performers, man. Like I I felt like he he was pretty good, and his driving runs always was a threat down the right. Although, like you said, the delivery wasn't you know great. But most man, do you have anything to add on Lucas Vasquez? No, I think it was great today. Um, I, I remember in the first half, he he, uh, he sort of looped the ball over to Bellingham. Mm. I think that was all, one of the first few chances we had. Yeah, uh, where Bellingham actually takes a couple of touches, brilliant touches to control the ball and uh, tries the shot, right? Yeah, Lordman shot. I remember that. Mm. Linking up, I think it was him who linked up with Rodrigo for our first goal on the right flank. So mm, I guess so. Yeah, I can't remember exactly, but yeah. Mm. yeah overall, in in attacking, he was brilliant, and. In defensive, I think he did his job. I mean, like you said, he wasn't up against some, you know, five-star skill player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did, he got the job done. So, yeah. People are people are a little too harsh on Vasquez, you know. Like, by now, like he has been he has been at at, at our club for like what now, now like seven years, eight years, right? Like we should be well and truly aware of uh, what we're getting with Vasquez, man. And man, I, hmm. I, I wish Farouk was here today. He would tear into you guys. Well, I'm I'm just you, you I'm just, just being... that you guys are too easily pleased, you know. Too easily satisfied. On a night where you know so many of our so many of our players were lacking. I should I should give some you know flowers to Vasquez, man. Farouk, yeah, he he is your the purists, you know, the so-called purists, you know. So, yeah, Farouk has very high standards. He doesn't live in a world that we live in. At least I live in, you know. For instance, because he he lives in his um, dreamland of uh, you know the good old you know, Marcelo Contrao, you know, where where we have the world's best wing backs. Play for us. That's not the case anymore. You know, <laughs> that's never the case anymore. Um, El Merege boy was in the chat. He was mentioning Ala Madrid. Uh, perfect six out of six. Good game. Please give some flowers to our underappreciated Spanish players. Vasquez, like we have, we have been discussing. Fan Garcia and Hostel. His name sounds like delicious Asian soup. <laughs> I have no idea how that came about, but uh, yeah, like more if you can, you know. Um, you know, help us out because you have some experience living in China. I, I is it, know, does it sound like Asian soup? No. <laughs> maybe it's maybe. like Jose Lumato. Lumato yeah. uh, maybe. Japanese wine or something. Right. Right. Maybe, maybe I guess uh, it's, it's a matter of, uh, you know, it's it sounding exotic in some, in, in, in some shape or form. But, um, 
Yeah. Um, Vasquez, like I said, you know, I was pretty impressed. Mo, you know, I can I can see that you were, you know, for, you, were, you were finding his overall performance lacking a bit. Um, no, and my thing mm-hmm. is like, I, I, because, you know, I like I already said, I wasn't like completely 100% focused on this game. So I didn't really understand like why you guys are praising him so much, but you've made some good points. I think I didn't like realize that uh, he, he was good defensively for me. Most of his things were about his attack and, you know, his inability to put in proper deliveries, like you mentioned, you, like, you know, you also mentioned. So when you're talking about his defense, I have to admit that I didn't really pay much attention. So there's got to be a point there. Uh, for me personally, you know, as Al Meringue boy was talking about a Spanish player, so I think you have to praise Joselu. Although he missed the first four shots, the fifth and sixth, he scored two goals. And, you know, he's a big reason why we won today. Ceballos again uh, uh, scored in a goal that kind of had Jacob pulling his hair out. But, you know, uh, alongside me, but it was a goal and eventually that gives us a victory. And I think we we have to be happy for it, you know, because six out of six isn't an easy feat. This is the only third, like we've done it the third time and only buying it three times. So uh, not easy to do. And, you know, like I said at the start, for me, I, I kind of like what Fran did, you know, with his crossing and everything and with his passes. And I, I felt he was a little bit more confident today. So, yeah, definitely some of the Spanish players definitely do deserve credit. And, you know, Nacho, Nacho is always Nacho. Captain of Real Madrid. 100%. Nacho, you can, you know, completely uh, expect a certain level of stability, some consistency with Nacho. Um, but again, for the first goal, you know, can you say that you can... But that's something that Nacho has always done throughout his career, you know, like he over... Uh, Not for me, the thing is, like, uh, <laughs> it was kind of a weird thing, uh, weird tackle from... I don't know what Alaba was doing because Nacho, one of the defenders, supposed to go and jam for the ball, right? You can't yeah. let them just win aerial balls. So I understand what Nacho did, and Nacho's always been a front foot defender. But like Mus pointed out, I think Alaba and Nacho fit isn't the best because both of them like to defend with their first, you know, foot uh, on their front foot, and neither yeah. of them are a good backup defender. So 100%. 100%. 100%. Right. I guess that's pretty much the, the defense covered. We talked about Fran a bit, you know, like um, if you have anything to add, like for me, that's not enough. This performance doesn't really say anything much about Fran. Most, what's your opinion on Fran, man? Like, uh, can he usurp Mendy down the left? Um, I am one of those people who prefer Mendy over Fran Garcia, but that's mainly because of Mendy's uh, defensive qualities. I think in defense, Mendy is a far great, not far, but like much better player uh, than Fran Garcia. But then on the other hand, Fran Garcia, even today, uh, for the second goal, the cross for Jose Luis was, you know, we rarely see that, those types of crosses from Mendy. And he rarely gets it right. So overall, I would always prefer Mendy just because we have enough of attacking abilities to score goals, but not enough to, you know, uh, defend against. So I would always prefer a defensive option as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, um, I would personally always have a Mendy on. But because this was a game which really didn't really mean anything, I think it's good to get Fran in and get some minutes under his belt. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, this, 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 would, this should do some... Uh, some um you know some good to his confidence because you know like he has been 
thrown into the deep end early parts of the season where you know Mendy was struggling for fitness and you know he was struggling with form and we kind of thrown in a period where you know he was trying to settle in he was suddenly you know under the spotlight you know um, thrown into big games you know asking big things of him from the get go so i i knew it was a bit harsh on him but come on man the levels that we expect at at at, at real madrid should you know should be should be so much more higher than what fran garcia offers you know whether it be going forward you know whether it be um defensively as well but uh, i i think he had, he had a good performance you know the second goal was a was a nice assist uh, from fran and uh, he was always an outlet down down our left and you know he he had his fair share of defensive lapses you know like like we expect you know his passing under pressure um, again for me uh, seemed a bit lacking but i i think that's that's pretty much what you can expect from a, from a plan b i guess you know someone someone who is you know willing to step in when when needed um you know putting up a 7 or a 10 you know 6 or 10 performances i think that's pretty much what you can ask mo is there anything that you want to you want to add on fran i mean i i i guess like you know offensively is pretty i like what he saw from him today mm-hmm. he picked a lot of crosses that were pretty accurate when mm-hmm. contrasted with what happened on the other side you kind of like you know his performance gets highlighted when your other defender like even the opponents are giving you space to cross in and the other guys getting closed out so that kind of like says it all uh, and you know for me whenever i saw him he was putting in some good process for uh, hoselu and like i mentioned already like his positioning his ability to coordinate was something that i think was better than what i saw earlier in the season as for defense like i have to plead my you know i have to plead the fifth because uh, like i said my mind was diverted between two games so i couldn't really make that observation but you know i'll have to take your word for it well there you go people um right uh javier was mentioning you know shorter mendy long term front long at davis well we had that conversation the group chat right uh, regarding alfonso davis and uh, yeah mo is not we, not keen we, on we we had this conversation in the last part right mm-hmm. uh, when we were, we were talking about the characteristics so i don't know man yeah Yeah, yeah. whenever i've heard bayern fans talk about um, uh, alfonso david like recently it's always mm. been negative uh, they mm. all like the the, the jury has always been that he hasn't really progressed from uh, where he was in 2020 and the fact is like they feel that he has regressed but then they also said that alaba wasn't really that good so you know you always have to take their words with a grain of salt uh, if he comes which which seems very likely you know as always we'll always get behind our players you know we we support kepa we support luren we support everybody so you know alfonso david obviously pulls on a madrid jersey obviously he'll have a fan in me but if, if it were up to me i would be bringing miguel so for me neither fran nor alfonso david is a long term option i think it should be miguel uh, do you have anything to chip in most um do you, do you think that davis is going to be the answer um yeah i think uh, it does help out in because he's he's sort of like a mixture between he's like the middle point between Fran Garcia and Mendy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got decent amount of quality in terms of de- defense and then he's great in attacking. But the question I want to ask is what do we do when we have three left backs and they all pretty much, you know, can start for for Madrid. So I he- hate it, but the club wants Mendy up. Yeah. Oh, so Mendy Mendy's going to go. 
Yeah, that's that's what I hear. Most likely to go, yeah. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, I think in terms of Alfonso Davies, he will make a huge impact in terms of, um, you know, just getting us forward on the left-hand side more quicker even, uh, even though we've already got Vinny. But I think he'll be more impactful on the left than Mendy or Fran Garcia. Well, there you go. Uh, Miguel Gutierrez is, is, is some 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 sort of uh, uh, an outside, you know, choice at, at at this moment in time. You know, many people still believe that his you know his train has actually passed. But we we have to wait and see because you know I wasn't very keen on the kid, and like I said in the group chat to you boys, you know what I saw against Barcelona, uh, what Miguel Gutierrez was about. I knew, uh, you know, he 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 has something he had something special, but. When I see it, you know, with with very tangible evidence, you know, it looks like he is very well rounded, man. Very, very well rounded for his age. Um, yeah, but only, only on Bali, you know, coming into this game, you know, on 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 just you know dusting up the seventeen game winless streak uh, at the weekend, like we we should have we should have done more, you know, defensively. But the second goal, there's not much you can do, you know. Like like we you know talked about Rui Bal scoring you know a goal after two and a half years, um, Alex Kral you know out of nowhere you know I never knew he could even score goals but he scored a goal after five years, then I felt like you know the ball was kind of you know uh, you know flap, flapping around you know Brahim trying to clear the ball then you know Cruz trying to intervene so, so many so many mishaps. Um, a string of mishaps basically led to that finish, but yeah, Kepa, can you blame him? I don't think so. It was so perfectly placed. Um, you know that that was a well well taken goal. Um, but moving on to our you know our journey, you know coming back from one nil down, then had to come back uh, you know at two two uh, to win three two as well. Hoselu Mo, um, we, we'll you know jump straight to you know. Uh, the crux of, of tonight's uh, performances. We have, we have always cried out for Hoselu to be, you know, this guy that uh, really doesn't crumble under pressure, right? Like on, on many occasions, like we have seen that he he struggles to, you know, keep his head high, you know, to to you know to go again. You know, he just lacks that 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 self belief at times. But uh, at times, but but tonight, like he just kept going, you know. And, and and you could see the relief whenever he scored. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, but I don't really think I, I agree with you on that point. I, I, mm-hmm. I've never thought that Joselu lacks that ability to keep going. What I've always felt that he lacks a little bit of quality to you know finish chances, finish mm-hmm. that half chances that are created. For me, I think uh, even in previous games, you know when we have seen Joselu missing, he kind of gets frustrated. But mm-hmm. he's always trying. I think if if you if you can say something positive, it's like about Jose Luis, the fact that he, if there's only one thing you can say about him, is the fact that he never gives up. And you know, today we we saw it again. Like like Jacob pointed out, like it took him five shots to score his first goal, but the sixth shot he scored his second goal. So I, I, the thing I like about Jose Luis is his perseverance, his dogged determination. That uh, that I think Real Madrid, uh, a player that who wears Real Madrid shirt should definitely have. And I think when you go to the Bernabeu, you can be a player who scored 20 goals like on 20 shots, but you don't have that, uh, you know, that 
ability to apply yourself to a game. The Bernabeu is never going to be on your side, but when you with players like Jose Lu, with players like Lucas, you know, they, 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 they always give their 100%. So with players like this, you always have to appreciate them. And I think Jose Lu is just one of those, you know, he's just one of us. He's a fan like us and his ability to persevere, to, you know, stick with it and to score even when things are getting tough for him, I think it's like, isn't is noteworthy. But then at the end of the day, it, it comes back to the same point, right? Yeah, you know, I think he likes a little bit of quality to be Ramadan's starting striker. If it was like Jose Lu was our backup, you know, all all good. But when, when it comes to him being our only striker in the squad, I think we, we kind of have to take a step back and wonder what's happening. Yeah, it's, it's, it's down to recruitment, you know, the blame should be bestowed upon the board. But um, to the earlier point that you you were kind of, you know, displeased uh, with what I mentioned. See, I, just, um, I wasn't displeased. I just no, displeased. the thing is, the thing is, you took it, you took it the wrong way. Maybe I framed it the wrong way as well, because um, it's not the lack of desire. Um, it's not the lack of, you know, uh, application. It's, 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 it's more like he loses confidence easily. That's what I meant to say, basically. I said I disagree with that because I think he has the ability to persevere, although he, he gets frustrated, mm-hmm. you know, when things are mm-hmm. going his way. And like you said, there there is this thing about where, you know, where he starts like panicking a little bit because, you know, mm-hmm. things are going well, like you yeah. said, but, but he still has that ability to back himself up and, you know, go again, which I think is admirable. Mm. Thoughts? Um... Most on Hosselu so far this season. You know, the first goal was it was a neat, neat header. Second goal as well, diving header from Fran. Yeah, no, I think I'm gonna agree with everything Moe said. Um, his his ability to just keep fighting till the end, and then hopefully, uh, you know, I think for the last couple of games where he has missed a lot of chances, where he always ended up scoring at least one goal. So there's always something to show up for it, but. Uh, yeah, overall, I think it's down to, like you said, it's down to the recruitment. We we shouldn't be putting the expectations of, you know, 20, 25 goals from someone like Jose Lu, who's, what, 32, 33 years old? To yeah. be number one striker for Real Madrid and expect him to score 25 goals is just not realistic. So, if anything, if you want to blame or point fingers, and that's down to the board or the recruitment, not to the player because he's try- he's doing his best. He's he's trying, but in terms of football, um, I would say yeah, he he does lack quality in terms of um, you know just being a bit more patient with some of the chances he gets. He he rushes with some of the chances and ends up you know I remember his uh, header was it against Napoli or one, it was one of the Champions League games. It was like an open net. And he rushed for for the header and completely missed. So yeah, just a bit more patience and a bit more calm in front of the goal. And I think that that should get him more goals. Uh, overall, I'm I'm getting what I, what I expected of him. You know, was six five six goals in La Liga. This is to, uh, coming today. I think his third goal in Champions League. So yeah, that's sort of the performances I expected anyway. There you go. Um, like, like, like we have always discussed. You know, his 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 goals are basically the ones that we should be replacing it with uh, Mariano's. You know, which didn't really exist for for large parts of his uh, tenure with us. But Hoselu, like like I said before, you know, like I expect 
a bit more conviction sometimes but i'm i'm, I'm so happy um uh, you know especially with tonight's performance you know where he kind of had to step up and he did step up you know to, for two vital goals where the, the timing of them was very very crucial because if maybe you know if the first goal took a bit longer the, the game would have had a completely different complexion but uh yeah man hoselu stepped up delivered the goods um since we are on hoselu right i want to pick up this question man our 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 pen takers bro like you know we haven't we haven't you know scored one penalty this season uh, most man like I'll, i'll come to you again where do you stand on this like who should be taking pens like why can't we score pens to save our lives should um, be hoselu honestly don't know at this point when modric is missing you know mm. when modric picking up the ball right okay, you know i'm more happy that he's taking out a felt bit more skilled mm. but when he missed his i was like maybe literally got no one else like okay hoselu can do that but you expect that from a striker anyway just be able to score a pen but again he's mm. one of the players who you know you don't know what you're going to get so you don't have that confidence in him mm. and other than that maybe bellingham or but i don't think we have but i would if we have cruz on the pitch i would definitely go with cruz at all times mo cruz really is he the answer uh, i don't really want to be harsh on most what i think cruz has like refused to take penalties previously so i don't know how yeah so i don't really know how willing he would be but for me personally I, i said this at the start of the season i think rodrigo should be the one who should be taking penalties i think just stick with it he probably missed one but doesn't really matter he has the confidence to take them he's buried a few complicated ones in the past in pressure situations so yeah you know just back him up the, other than calling benzema or ramos to come and take penalties i don't think we can do that so yeah just like you know let, let rodrigo be it or you know if it doesn't work out then I think Bellingham used to take a couple for Dortmund. I don't know yeah. from what I remember. So probably try him out if things don't work out with Rodrigo. For me personally, yeah, you you just shot three, you missed three. It, it looks bad right now, but I think come the end of the season it will even out. I hope it does cut cuz now like where we stand December what is it December 12th. you know almost approaching halfway midway point of the season it doesn't look good, you know. Um I I should me watching right like uh, as a fan i should have a bit more uh faith uh that 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 a pen finally goes in because whenever i see a pen i'm like dreading the worst that never used to be the case you know i used to be the guy who used to celebrate uh, the the goal being scored before the pen was taken we used to be that kind of you know maybe clutch it's masters is mm. just the universe getting back at you maybe 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 for being overtly cocky you know it just just uh i guess uh, you know um, what does around comes around but yeah I mean, let's get into a few of the comments before we you know uh, break down some of the other performances marcus winningham is in the chat big up marcus he was mentioning nikopas should have started this game to gain more confidence and experience especially when modric and cruz leaves in the end of the season um this this is a you know this is a debate that has been done to death carlo has different thoughts man uh, unfortunately um el merengue boy was also mentioning we need to have an awkward conversation about set pieces because we're not scoring from anything corners free kicks and and pens what the hell bro um even last season you know like we have, we have discussed this countless countless times that we just lack proper proper 
you know, goal scorers from set pieces. You know, he used to be the most feared side uh, in Europe, arguably, uh, on set pieces. You know, people when when we get a 90th minute corner, 90th minute free kick, people just know it's it's, it's cartons. You know, um, but as of late, you know, ever since guys like Cristiano, you know, Bale, Ramos. they are left all at the same time it, it doesn't it doesn't you know really board well you know for us in the set piece situations like who who do you put your money on rudiger yeah he gets on the end of it more, more often than not even militao but they just don't have that that knack to you know uh, do it consistently man uh, that's just the uh, that's just the the way the way it is you know as a player ashi was mentioning came close came close hoselu needed only one more goal or for the hat trick yeah yeah you, you, you guys should be put, putting on his slippers you know to go in <laughs> yeah it'll happen it'll happen uh you know maybe probably in the copa del rey like you guys you know predicted but it's bound to happen you know hoselu is going to have a game where he backs a hat trick it's not far away i'll tell you that um, i mean we're playing mm. a fourth division team you know so Our, our, yeah so our mm. you know our campaign might not last longer than one game so mm. <laughs> that's <laughs> also true to do it that's also true that's also true um uh jamer pereo was in the chat big up jamain uh, he was mentioning do you guys think after all the group games and the league matches played so far madrid are the best in europe not no chance not, not by a long shot um who who can you really say like by leverkusen doesn't really sit at the same table as us so i can't really you know uh, nominate them as the best uh, as the best team currently in europe but uh, mo any any early shouts i, I think it's still pre- premature to be uh, because you know uh, okay let's put it this way which team has been mm-hmm. best performing i think leverkusen has been pretty good mm-hmm. uh, you know if, if from the games that you've seen from the league performances especially uh but if you look at the title favorites you know that's a different thing and i think titles are won at the second half of the season but so far we've been i i think we've been pretty good and i would put us like we already had this discussion as well i think before uh city as and bayern are probably going to be the favorites for champions league and you know my opinion hasn't changed although i think all, out of the three bayern and has probably been the better city have obviously struggled with de bruyne and you know the players they're missing but let's see what happens you know it doesn't really ma- mean much even if we are the best team in europe right now there you go um i i'll, I'll tell you this right we on on paper you know us on paper um really look like the real deal you know just one loss uh that that to in a in a in a in a very complicated situation away at at the metropolitano like you could you could suffer that even in your best season you know that's just uh, that's just the way it goes but um for me yes you know we have been defensively so much more solid than i ever expected us to be under carlo but um there has to be much more there has to be much more vindicating performances from us there has been a couple truly truly vindictive you know performances like the classico you know like the napoli away result um you know just to say the least um some last minute winners but uh, yeah we have to be a bit more convincing for us to you know really you know have my chest out and claim that we we are the absolute best but but must man like i would like your thoughts as well like can we consider ourselves as numero uno in europe um december the 12th 2023 um i don't think so mm-hmm. but on the other hand i think i mentioned um, 
in one of the few uh, podcasts previously, mm. that we only lost one game, uh, and I think only drew like two or three games overall since mm. the started. So that does pull us up for a debate. Uh, you want to look at it from results point of view, or you want to look at it from the performance of the actual football uh, that we play. So, yeah, in terms of stats, I think we could be up there. In terms of performances, I don't think we stand a chance in claiming that we are the literally, you know, like like the 16-17 season where we could walk into any stadium and say, yeah, we, we're going to beat you. So I don't think we, we have that firepower at this point. But, you know, in terms of uh, numbers and wins, yeah, we do have a pretty good debate. We could have a good debate on this. You know, I, I, I think you guys have made like very valid points. You know, I, I think you could really contribute them. But uh, I just like to point out, like at the beginning of the season, I, I kind, I, I was kind of incredibly down on our team. So the performances so far have been better than a little bit better than I expected because you know, I wasn't really expecting to uh, for us to come to the stage having only lost once and you know drawn twice. So I think overall we've been decent. Especially, you know, given the fact that we love Benzema and you know our entire system had to be changed. So overall, so far I'm pleased with how our season has gone. But I think uh, the bigger trophies are obviously one in the second half. So uh, the the jury is still out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, the jury is still out, man. Like we can't we can't really stake a claim. <laughs> you know, like even even City couldn't. You know, even even in a season where they won the trouble last year. Um, Midway point, approaching the midway point of the season, uh, nobody thought that you know they would go on to have the season they had. Uh, that's what I hope for us as well. You know, um, we have inconsistencies. I hope which will iron out uh, towards the second half of the season. Um, but pick up every single one of you in the chat. If you go here, smash the likes um, and also subscribe to the channel. We're on the road to two K. Um, who else should we uh, cast our eyes on to next? Um, Rodrigo, man, um, wasn't his most, you know, um, enticing performance. You know, it wasn't the most, uh, his most assertive performance as of late, but it just got to show the upward trajectory that this man is on. Mo, uh, the assist was, was, was delivered on a plate. Like you can't, you should see if Hosilu misses that, that's hundred percent of Hosilu because the delivery was on point. There's no chance in hell you can miss that. Yeah, I think Hosilu also did well to uh, pull off the def- push off the defender he was battling mm. with. But then, mm. you know, Rodrigo's assist was brilliant. It reminded me actually of an assist that he gave for Benzema. I think it was uh, the away game against City in the 1920 mm. season, you know, where we went to Anfield. I kind of lost, I think. So, uh, sorry, not Anfield. At the end. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that, it reminded me of that assist. I think Rodrigo uh, kind of like uh, moved to the right today towards like uh, he, he was kind of everywhere. And mm. he he tried a lot co- combining with Bellingham. When I when I watched the Stromer side, I felt like you know uh, these guys Bellingham and Rodrigo were the more creative force behind our team today. You know, Jose Luis scored the two goals, so he was absolutely you know worthy worthy of being the finisher. But uh, Rodrigo and Bellingham, I think they they worked well to create a lot of chances. You know, they tried to create something uh, wonderful. Sadly, didn't work out for either of them, you know, because they didn't really end up with goals. But uh, when you look at it, uh, when you ignore the stats and you just look at pure performance, I was pretty impressed with both Rodrigo and Bellingham. Yeah, um, Jude 
uh, as well you know like he was he didn't really have the impact that he would like to have but uh, his overall performance again was was outstanding you know his his, his combinations whether it be down the right down the left he was mostly referring towards the left but yeah man like uh, his his ability to be the guy you know who takes this responsibility you know um, asking the ball to feet and he'll just give you a solution right most like, i think that's what jude that's what makes jude such uh, such an x factor cuz wherever you are on the pitch you know like you need a way out he is your man yeah um i don't know if uh, i don't know if it was first half the second half but uh, jude Bell, uh, jude basically found Rodrigo with a perfect cross to uh, you know he should have scored really but the header one. right yeah yeah second half second half second half second half and you know those types of chances he created them all all over uh, you know all of, uh, of the game yeah and every time he was playing those one and twos in like the final third of the pitch he was always like you know other players where they pass they play one and two and they stop I always saw him moving around trying to get into spaces where other people you know should have been exploiting but he wasn't he was the one who was d- doing their job basically so i think with him you know if you have if you if we had ben, player like benzema currently with playing with jude i think we would be scoring a lot more goals than to what we currently are doing but again i think rodrigo and uh, bellingham give us that sort of uh, flexibility in moving around because i think rodrigo played some of the time in the second half as right wing as well and i remember him coming in and taking a shot with his left foot which you know was a bullet of a shot but luckily got uh, unlucky got uh, saved mm. so yeah i think them just playing like a false nine role towards the third uh, final third of the pitch it does create uh, more chances 100% like his 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 movement is his you know greatest asset you know we have always um, you know drove home that directive that uh, he is absolutely someone who thrives on you know drifting in and out you know bamboozling defenses you know um he has that he has that ability to you know uh, pop up in areas that really helps us you know drive uh, drive the team forward but Yeah man Jude and Rodrigo in short they had excellent games you know it wasn't exactly peak Rodrigo Jude this season but still you know they 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 were two pillars behind you know most of uh the 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 great work that we you know managed to put up on the night um but yeah like so, some of the lesser you know lesser star performances uh, you know shall we shall we say um Tony Cruz came on in the second half, you know, had had a, had a big big say in you know what way the match turned out to be. It's, it's not the first time that has happened, you know. Uh, Carlos said in the post match that this was a premeditated change, you know, like like what Mo said, you know, uh, which again worked for us man. Mo Cruz again keeps delivering the goods whether it be you know uh taking shots, you know, taking initiative when needed, you know, finding man uh, from deep combining with people edge of the box he can do just about everything this season yeah i mean i think we've seen this time in our you know whenever we're missing cruz in the team we we seem to lack something but when he comes on you realize oh yeah this is what we were lacking so uh, and I, i think there was a rumor today in the spanish media about 
the German national team potentially wanting Cruz back for the Euros. They're asking him to come out of retirement and everything. For him, <laughs> I, I hope that doesn't happen because, you know, we need a fit Cruz, a fresh Cruz, because Cruz, since his retirement, and since the time that, you know, he took it took some time off to recover from his injury and get back to full fitness, I think he's been pretty brilliant. So, for Amrit's sake, I hope it just keeps on going this way and, you know, Tony Cruz sticks to do his decision and doesn't really go back to win the one trophy that I think is missing in his Arsenal, the Euros. But, uh, yeah, Tony Cruz for Amrit, absolutely brilliant, absolutely a legend. You know, it's been a pleasure watching him, and I hope, it continues to be a player watching him in the seasons to come. Hundred percent. You know, again, again. You know, he just he just um, completely. You know, uh, you know, stake this claim as as probably the best midfielder. You know, uh, the season for us. You know, yet again because uh, Chouamani has been missing in action for a while. Jude, can you really tag him under? You know, the the midfielder category. I don't think so. You know, he he has been more more or more or less a forward for us uh, this season. But uh, most, I will come to you, man. For Danny Ceballos, right? Like I've been a guy that has really had my doubts regarding him. You know, he hasn't really uh, given me enough confidence over the years to back him to you know push our uh, you know starters uh, for a starting berth. But he came on, wasn't. Wasn't very neat. I'll I'll be honest. You know, he misplaced a few big big passes. You know, which I felt is always around the corner with uh, with Danny. But uh, back the third vital goal. Yeah, um, I'm also not a huge fan of Danny. I mm. think last season, um, towards the end, when he was fighting for his contract renewal, yeah, he, he did put in some solid. He showed up big time. So I think we just need to uh, have him enrolled on monthly renewal plan or something. <laughs> Keep fighting for his contract. Otherwise, I don't, you know, yeah, he could be a decent, you know, backup, maybe play against some small teams like Copa del Rey. Yeah. Or, you know, like today, uh, tonight's game, where it wasn't really, you know, nothing to really fight for. So he could be a good choice to give rest to the first team players. But overall, in terms of performances, he doesn't really offer us, you know, that that uh, distinct quality that we don't have. You know, like he's mm. not at creating chances. He's not great at defensive. He's not great at just holding the play. So yeah, yeah, it's just like an average midfielder, which you know it could be a good backup option. But apart from that, I don't see him. I don't think we need him. Mm. Mo, um, yeah, that that's what that's what uh, most things, man. We don't need him. Do you do you really agree with that? Uh, I said in the summer, I was like kind of surprised that Sebastian renewed with us. So you know, mm. because, uh, at best, he's the seventh choice in midfield. Oh my uh, god! But like, <laughs> we have like seven midfielders, so he's probably behind everybody else. You know, so mm. saying seventh might sound harsh, but that's, add, that's add Nico Paz into the mix. I don't think he's behind Nico Pass. Come on, man. <laughs> not, if, if, if it was a different manager, maybe, but with Ancelotti, first teamers always come first. So. <laughs> right. I think a good question might be do you consider Brahim a midfielder? Because if you do consider Brahim a midfielder, maybe he's behind him as well. But, he's not a midfielder. No. Yeah, okay, cool. So uh, I think that that's where Sabar stands. But uh, I'll just say this he, he's coming back from a long injury as well. So we have to keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah. Just, this was, I think, his third game. So, 
maybe with a with, with you know some minutes under his belt he probably improves and maybe uh, regret, you know tends towards his performances towards the end of the last season but i don't think he's going to replicate them because like must pointed out you know uh, that was a contract year so contract year players are like completely different from mm. players so you, yeah. you always have to keep that in mind I, I think we, when we had these discussions in the summer, the the point that we made was like he's probably getting renewed because next season Mortis might not be there, so you might need some experience, you know, to steal up the midfield. Uh, you, we we didn't really know what uh, we don't really still know what Cruz plans to do in the summer, so we don't really want to be short on numbers. And you know, there's also potentially the benefit of him probably wanting to leave next season and getting a transfer fee for him. So yeah, it's it's okay, you know. But the thing is, like, it's Danny Sabios, you know. You use him when you need a performance from the bench. If he gives you, you're happy. If he doesn't give you, you can't really, you know, you can't really blame anyone. There you go. Um, for me, uh, for me, like this guy, like he he just needs to, you know, sort sort out his his contract and move elsewhere, man, for minutes. Because if I was in his position, like how the hell would you be happy with warming the bench for God knows how long? Because he is clearly talented for someone who is aspiring to be um, in, in the European spot or someone, you know, somewhere a bit lower, you know, not, not exactly relegation or bottom half of the table, but someone who has a, le- a, a bit less of uh, an, an expectation or, you know, a bit, le- bit less of a, you know, a, a, you know, a target, you know, for the season. Like with us, like he's just completely lost. He just lost regarding whether it be uh place in the team minutes he he just always was a guy who hoped for you know something to break but uh yeah whenever he has gotten a break i felt like he just found himself you know lacking um in more, in more than one ways but um yeah good goal i'm not gonna lie you know lucky deflection but uh, he 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 showed the initiative to you know try the shot and whatnot so I'll give him credit for that, and he backed the winner. It was a was a it was a very important um, goal. Uh, not you know concerning you know our uh, destiny uh, in, the, in the Champions League, but to keep our record intact and you know make it six out of six. On to someone you know that has been divisive this season. Hasn't really had much uh, of a starring role. Luka Modric was. Um, your thoughts on his performance tonight? Um, I don't really have much to say on his performance. Uh, just like Mo, I was also, you know, watching the United and Bayern game. Mm-hmm. But for the time I did watch um, the game uh, Madrid and Berlin, I don't remember seeing him. You know, like I, I remember like Bellingham, Pozzolo, other players' moments, but I don't remember him doing something that you know was really uh, out there. So in this game, yeah, he, you know, didn't show his quality to his ability. But overall, I think his, again, age is catching up to him. And we are also bringing in the likes of Shomeni, Kamavinga, Valverde, these guys, Bellingham. These guys are, you know, at the peak of their fitness. And they can run the show for next, at least seven, eight years. So... Yeah, it will be hard to compete against them at this age. But, yeah, I, I don't remember him doing anything uh, amazing in this game. 
I think you can keep him until the end of the season, but I don't think they should be renewable for Modric. However, for Cruz, I do think that yeah, it's up to him actually if he wants to retire or continue playing. But if he does decide on continue playing, I think we should do everything in our power to keep him and don't let him go to any other club. Look, Modric actually had the pre-assist for Hossilu's um, second goal. You know, he threads that brilliant through ball out to Fran Garcia. But I guess that was that was a flash in the pan for the entire game. You know, like you said, he wasn't really, you know, uh, putting up a nine or, or an eight or a seven, for an instance, you know, uh, Luka Modric. The Luka Modric I grew up with wasn't wasn't like this, man. I'm, I'm not going to lie. But Mo, um, your thoughts on Lukita? Uh, I think from what I saw, you, you have rightfully said that probably it was a nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10 performance from him. But mm-hmm. I, I did saw some moments of, you know, some Luka magic. Because mm-hmm. there were some moments in close spaces where he wonderfully controlled the ball and you know combined with other players around him. Expected stuff from Luca yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, but you know sometimes you can't really take those things for granted because once no. Modric is gone, you probably don't get to see them again. So yeah. for, for for me, you know that was definitely uh, there were definitely some good things from him. But you know the thing is like it was the uh, whole the whole story of the match was about you know. Uh, us lacking intensity because I think uh, for us this game didn't really matter that much. So when, when it's games like this is you know the simple fact of life is like you're not always giving your hundred percent every day. You know you can't really give the same amount of effort for every match day. So yeah. it, on some matches you're going to be a little less, some matches you're going to be a little more. And this game didn't really mean anything to the players as well. So it's very difficult to you know bring that hundred percent, hundred and ten percent intensity that we've been used to seeing from players like Luka Modric, you know, he, he would give like 100 to 150 percent every game. But uh, today it didn't really matter much. So, you know, it probably that's why we didn't really get to see 10 out of 10, like like you said, Luka Modric. But, you know, overall it was decent. End of the day, result was in our favor. So nobody's going to complain too much. He missed the pen that probably he could have scored. If he had scored that, I think he would have been the oldest player for Amateur to score or something like that. So, yeah, the Champions League, yeah. you know, you, you just sorry it didn't happen. But you know, overall, Modric is Modric. He's always he's always going to be a legend. And what he decides to do in the summer, you know, he has earned the right to decide it himself. If he wants to retire, it's good. If he wants to go and you know pursue a, pursue some other team and play for some someone else, it's his choice. If he wants to continue at Madrid and you know, play, the management can come to an agreement with him. Fine enough, you know, Real Madrid fans can never complain about Luka Modric being on the team. Hundred um, percent. This season, like we have had so many post-matches reviews where we discuss Luka Modric, and we just hope that he's going to turn a corner. And uh, there have been some encouraging signs, you know, that these past month or so um, regarding, you know, where where his, uh, you know, uh, where his path- pathway lies back into the starting lineup. But uh, I've always stood by this. I'm going to stand by this uh, that you know Luka would. You know, be a pivotal, you know, uh, pivotal piece in our, you know, push for major silverware towards the end of the season. That's where you know the the bread is earned. That's where you know, uh, that th- that's where you know um, your 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 stake is claimed. So I I just hope that you know that that Luca that we know who you know rises up to the biggest of the occasions. You know, he he's still there somewhere. Um, Right now, it ain't easy for him. You know, you can you can see how frustrated he is, and I feel for him. 
you know um he's someone who has given me immense joy like i've always mentioned throughout throughout my life uh so i'm not taking this for granted more but yeah like 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 i said uh stuff like that it's expected from luka you know i i expect i know it's unrealistic you know he's 38 we all know uh, the age old um a phrase that you know time waits for no one you know sometimes it, it just passes you by and before you know it you are you 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 deemed not good enough that's what happened uh, with luka this season in the beginning of the season you know the performances dropped quite significantly which was not expected uh, to be honest you know even for a man of his high caliber um we didn't expect him to really you know drop down to bang average and he still has time like i said still has time um post jan post february i hope you know he finds his rhythm he you know uh, fights his way back into the into the side and uh, yeah uh, if he leaves leaves on a high that's what matters to me the most you know he should absolutely leave on the leave on a high um i don't want him to leave like <laughs> like benzema i know it ain't the lowest of the low to leave him on but when these guys leave man i would like them to leave with some some big silver um in the in their back pocket um you know it, it, it's going to it's going to make the the farewell a bit more uh easy to digest you know e- easy on your, easy on our hearts uh to be precise but i guess that pretty much wraps it up man subs brahim diaz didn't have much time to showcase much you know nikopas also rudiger expected you know he comes in puts in a solid performance you know uh, it's 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 been the tale of the season where rudiger has been your go to man um you know at, at the back so nothing 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 special but yeah boys um, anything uh, anything to add any last thoughts moss no no really i think we covered uh, we covered everything mm-hmm. yeah just just your thoughts um who would you like to face for the last 16 i was just thinking about this <laughs> yeah that was actually the question that was in my mind as well i was going to say that but then i realized that today tomorrow is the final champions league match day so yeah. you know uh, two two spots are left open still you know we still have a game for to look forward to hoping psg lose but yeah yeah newcastle needs to do something <laughs> <laughs> so newcastle if newcastle win right what what are what is the what is the chances that uh, what are the chances that psg gets knocked out like i, I haven't I, looked I into the P- table psg have the upper hand so mm-hmm. psg have to lose for there to be any chance for other teams to go through yeah psg so lose or drop points and newcastle has to win and only then newcastle can go further so if psg loses this game like will they be third yeah Okay, they brought down the Europa, yeah. Okay, oh my God, that'll be that'll be something. I think right? PSG in the Europa League will be a sight to behold. I I know, right? Like it'll be something special. Yeah, Kylian Mbappe uh, going up against Trent Alexander-Arnold like in the Europa League. <laughs> it'll be it'll be something for the ages. I'm not gonna lie, and history won't forget this. You know, uh, the pompous uh, Parisians down down in the gutter. You know, in, in the Europa League, that's gonna be that's gonna be something. Uh, but we all know the likelihood of that happening is. what 10% 5% yeah right? I, i think psg have too much quality for that to happen so i fully expect mm-hmm. them to go through mm-hmm. but uh, alluding to moose's question it was a very good question who would you like to face who yeah. who are all the second place teams in the group uh, in the yeah, group so me, far let me just let me just run it down all right 
Uh, right. I think from uh, Group H, that's Barcelona's group, I think Porto and Shakhtar both have a chance. Uh, don't know if Barcelona can win second. Uh, in uh, Group G, City's group is Leipzig. Uh, group F, it's Dortmund, PSG, so undecided still. It's Atleti and I think uh, Lazio are through as well. So, you know, Lazio is one option for us. Uh, that's decided. I think Inter is another one because La Real won their group. So, you know, Inter, Lazio. Napoli obviously is in the, you know isn't an option for us. Uh, PSV is, is a potential opponent, and Copenhagen. So, do all of these so far. I'll take Copenhagen and sleep. But uh, we all know who Copenhagen is going to get. It's going to be Manchester yeah. City. Uh, <laughs> man, I think the Copenhagen like uh, I, I, if coming in the not season, easy. I was pretty, I was pretty down. Yeah. Like, yeah. But you know the thing is like uh, from what I've seen, yeah, Copenhagen away can be a difficult group game. So I know. Yeah. I know. So, yeah, <laughs> it can be a little poisonous bullet, you know, asking for the mm. spot. But who do you prefer, though? For me personally, yeah, I don't know, man. We've, we've had a good record against Italian teams recently, so probably Lazio. <laughs> not not Inter, yeah, Lazio. Yeah, yeah Lazio. Not Lazio. Though. So, Lazio probably could be a good shout. We haven't played them in a, you know, a long time, so it could be one. Could be one. Um Against fastest as well, Lazio has a you know very, <laughs> very yeah. bad reputation for you well, know being Lazio's mm. ultras and Real Madrid ultras are kind of friends. Oh yeah, probably yeah, both of them fastest. <laughs> yeah, but most uh, yeah, but one thing I would like to avoid is Leipzig. Mm. One thing I'd like to avoid is Leipzig. I I would say most of them. Or do they do they look good this season? I mean, Leipzig play with the intensity that is like sometimes gets uncomfortable for Real Madrid. So, mm-hmm. like in previous season, it has been. So I would like to... last season. I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah can get, can get sticky. Um, so from but yeah, must that's mm. one thing I don't want to face. Mm. But must man, talk to us. Who do you prefer? Yeah, I think uh, for me it would be either Copenhagen or Porto. Mm. Or that I think it's between these three. But ideally, I would prefer Porto bringing <laughs> to Santiago Bernabeu. It'll be a good reunion. Yeah. So, yeah, I think those three would be good. But then again, I think the easy teams are going to go towards Manchester City. I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I, I, I saw. Not a single good team in that group. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, Red Star, Belgrade, was it? Uh, they're, they're former Champions League winners, man. You know, uh, but it was way back in 91 or something. But... Uh, yeah, <laughs> Leipzig, Young Boys, and Red Star Belgrade. Mm. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man. I, I just hope uh, I just hope we get an easy round. But I I don't know. Um, I just feel like if we get someone tough, it might fire us up a bit more. But I don't want to test test out luck that way, you know. Because especially with the the squad being a bit thin up front. I would like to, you know, have the easiest pathway to uh, a potential, you know, last eight as, as possible. You know, simple as. Um, Ashik was mentioning, you know, uh, shout out to Rigal Sociedad in, in the next round. Four out of five La Liga teams to end uh, round of 16. Sevilla are out, not bad for La Liga. Yeah, Sevilla, I expected them to at least make Europa, but uh, I'm very unfortunate the way they lost against Lons, um earlier. Um, Ramos as well, brilliant pen. I think they're um, like 16th or 17th in La Liga, so yeah, yeah, they're struggling, they're struggling this year, yeah. Um, uh, but the European, you, you know how Sevilla works, right? The European 
they have pedigree you know let's be honest right so i expect yeah, them to pedigree. yeah it's still pedigree though mm-hmm. you know it, it yeah like for, no, for the, Sevilla. what i'm saying is mm-hmm. like uh, i definitely agree with you where you said that they they have european pedigree european mm-hmm. pedigree but i think uh, given their form that this season i think they they carry a little bit too much experience you know a uh, little much too 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 many old players in their team for my liking i was actually mm. watching the sevilla launch game today because i, I kind of wanted them to at least do something and go into europa league you know like you said but uh yeah launch still got a result and you know sevilla had to pay the price i think this season they didn't really win even a single game in the champions league so that really says it all mm. Oh my god that's that's mad that's how, how the fuck are they on four four or five points then was all was points. it all rose they have two points two points yeah okay yeah. my bad my bad my bad right um yeah any final thoughts on the game mo closing yeah. thoughts closing thoughts are the fact that i i'm just disappointed and should i decided to go with the big players mm. Come on, man! Flip, flip the script. We have heard enough of this. You know? Something new. I mean, that, that's the only thought I have. Like, what, what, what am I going to take away from this game? You know, it's like, right. oh man, yeah. we were bad defensively. Right? Like, it's like it, there was no intensity to the game. You can't really blame everybody. If this was yeah. a game against City, you probably don't see the same mistakes. So, oh, that's that. That's that's. Uh... That's raising the bar a bit too high, you know, too soon. I mean, but, um, if, if it was a game against City, the team would be more committed and more applied, you know. It's not 100%. to say that we, we, we'd keep a shutout, but I think it would be more of a match. Mm, 100%, 100%. But yeah, it's too, it's too, it's too far, uh, you know, um, an objective for me to, you know, consider because I, I, I still think our team needs to, you know, no, go I, through I the that, gears that, a bit That's more. a different mm. question. Like, City, mm. is our team better than City? That's a different question. But the thing is, like, if it was a game against City, there would be more intensity and more, uh, you know, more pace to the game. Today it was like kind of slow, boring. You know, uh, it, it was kind of like you know, pedestrian. But if it was a game against City, you would see what Ramirez is truly about. Uh, obviously, the the, diff- the question about whether City is better, Ramirez is better, is a totally different question. City as a champion, so you know, you, they deserve respect. Hundred percent. Well. Just hope uh, we won't face them in the round of 16 because they are group poppers as well. But yeah, man, I just hope we don't face them until <laughs> semis or you know the final if we if we if we if we get there. Uh, hopefully, but pick up every single one of you in the chat. Um, again, friendly reminder: smash the likes. Uh, and subscribe to the channel if you're new. Big uh, up to all our audio listeners as well. Big up to all of you guys who sent in feedback, negative, positive. It's all welcome here. Um, the love that you guys have shown over the years is truly humbling. Like I always mention, without you guys, you know, we just don't have enough commitment, motivation to you know come over here, even for dead rubbers like these. And you know, uh, yeah, man, react to it. You know, discuss our thoughts. What makes this podcast what it is? Like I've always said, you know, the reason why it is what it is because. Um, it is a two-way street. You know, we have a back and forth. You know, we have uh, we have a conversation. That's what makes this uh, truly, you know, a fans podcast. You know, unlike so many others. But yeah, man, big up, big up every single one of you again. Um, show some love to our partners on Instagram. Brilliant committee there on a brilliant fan page. Go check them out. Uh, show some love to our content from Madrid as well. Um, Said and his team works tirelessly you know uh to to you know to do fan camps to you know to do other side content fun stuff you know goals kits um and a lot of lot of lot of stuff in the pipeline as well you know coming hopefully uh 
post January once we are back from the Super Copa of uh, the Espana in, in, in Saudi Arabia as well. Yeah, man. Um, at, at this moment, we just look bright enough for me to have a lot of optimism, like what Mo was alluding to earlier. You know, nobody really expected us to be in this way of, uh, you know, uh, a smooth sail, uh, you know, going into midway, midway December. But um, yeah, bigger tests are coming bigger far bigger tests are coming and we should be ready for it you know physically mentally tactically carlo i just hope you know even if this is your last year you should pull something out of the back and shut up guys like farouk for once you know because if you don't if you don't i repeat right if 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 you don't like they'll still criticize you but they'll still criticize you mentioning that oh he won the champions league but he was tactically inept i would take that i would take that to the grave i have no issues but if he you know if he finds the ammo to slate you man after this year maybe i wouldn't have enough in me to defend you right so this is your this is your chance to uh, redeem yourself you know uh, once and for all and um, yeah people uh, until next time ala madrid ala madrid see you later Thank you.